Hello, and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 2nd of May, 2022. In InfoSec news this week, the notorious Reval ransomware operation has returned amidst rising tensions between Russia and the USA, with new infrastructure and a modified encryptor allowing for far more targeted attacks. Back in October, the Reval ransomware operation shut down completely after a law enforcement operation hijacked their TOR servers, followed by arrests of members by Russian law enforcement and special police. However, after the invasion of Ukraine, Russia stated that the US has apparently withdrawn from negotiations regarding the Reval gang and thus have closed all communication channels. Soon after, the old Reval Tor infrastructure has begun operating again, but instead of showing the old websites, the redirected visitors to the URLs go to a new unnamed ransomware operation. While these sites look nothing like Reval's previous websites, the fact that the old infrastructure was redirecting to these new sites does indicate that Reval was likely the operators. Furthermore, these new sites contain a mix of new victims and data stolen during previous Reval attacks. While these events strongly indicate that Reval have rebranded as this new unnamed operation, the Tor sites also previously displayed a message back in November stating Reval is bad. This access to the Tor sites meant that other threat actors or law enforcement had access to Reval's Tor infrastructure, so the websites themselves were not strong enough proof that the gang had returned. A sample of the new ransomware operations encryptor, however, could prove such evidence when it was finally discovered this week. When a researcher at Avast by the name of Yakub Kratesk has confirmed the new operations ties to Reval. While a few ransomware operations are using Reval's encryptor, they all use patched executables rather than having direct access to the gang's source code. However, Outlet Bleeping Computer has been told by multiple security researchers and malware analysts that the discovered Reval sample used by the new operation is compiled from source code and includes new changes. The CEO of Advanced Intel, Vitaly Kremez, also reverse-engineered the Reval sample this weekend and has confirmed that it was compiled from source code on April the 26th and was not patched. According to tests on the ransomware sample itself, while it did not encrypt, it did create a ransom note which is identical to Reval's old notes. Furthermore, while there are some differences between the old Reval sites and the rebranded operation, once a victim logs into the site directly, it is almost identical to the originals, and the threat actors claim to be Sedino Kibi, a name used previously by Reval. While the original public-facing Reval representative known as Unknown is still missing, Threat intelligence researchers have told journalists that one of Reval's original core developers, who was part of the old team, has launched this new ransomware operation. As this was a core developer, it would make sense that they also had access to the complete Reval source code and potentially the Tor private keys for the old sites. It's not surprising that Reval has rebranded under a new operation, especially with the declining relations between the USA and Russia. However, when ransomware operations rebrand, they typically do so to evade law enforcement or sanctions, preventing the payment of ransoms. Therefore, it is slightly unusual for Reval to be so public about their return, rather than trying to evade detection like we've seen in so many other ransomware rebrands in the past. Researchers have discovered a malicious campaign utilising a never-before-seen technique for quietly planting fileless malware on a target machine. This technique involves injecting shellcode directly into Windows event logs. This allows adversaries to use the Windows event logs as a cover for malicious late-stage Trojans, according to a Kaspersky research report released this week. Researchers uncovered the campaign back in February and believe the unidentified adversaries have been active for at least the past month. The attackers behind the campaign apparently used a series of injection tools and anti-detection techniques to deliver the malware payload. 
to quote the release, with at least two commercial products in use, plus several types of last-stage remote-access Trojan and anti-detection wrappers, the actor behind this campaign appears to be quite capable. The first stage of the attack involves the adversary driving targets to a legitimate website and enticing the target to download a compressed.rar file booby-trapped with network penetration testing tools known as Cobalt Strike and Silent Break. Both tools are very popular among hackers who use them as vehicles for delivering shellcode to target machines. Next, attackers are able to leverage Cobalt Strike and Silent Break to inject code into any process they wish, and can inject additional modules into Windows system processors or other trusted applications such as DLP. The ability to inject malware into system's memory classifies it as fileless by definition, and as the name suggests, fileless malware infects targeted computers, leaving behind no artifacts on the local hard drive, making it easier to sidestep traditional signature-based security and forensics tools. Instead, this technique allows the attackers to hide their activities in a computer's random access memory, or RAM, and use native Windows tools such as PowerShell and Windows Management Instrumentation, or WMI. This technique is not new by any stretch of the imagination. What is new, however, is how the encrypted shellcode containing the malicious payload is embedded in Windows event logs. To avoid detection, the code is divided into 8 kilobyte blocks and saved in the binary parts of event logs. Using this stealthy approach, the attackers can deliver either of their two remote access Trojans, each one a combination of complex custom code and elements of publicly available software. To quote the report, the code is quite unique, with no similarities to currently known malware. For that reason, researchers have yet to determine the identity of attackers or provide a concrete attribution. As the Russia-Ukraine conflict continues and related cyber attacks continue to escalate, a more light-hearted cyber attack has emerged as hacktivists operating on the side of Ukraine appear to have focused their DDoS efforts on a portal which is considered crucial for the distribution of alcoholic beverages inside Russia. DDoS, or Distributed Denial of Service Attacks, are collective efforts to overwhelm servers with large volumes of garbage traffic and bogus requests, rendering them unable to serve legitimate visitors. According to reports from multiple Russian media outlets, several vodka producers and distributors are claiming the inability to access the Yegase portal as required by government regulations. As a result, alcoholic beverages, transportation and distribution to retail points has suffered greatly in the past couple of days, raising the risk of shortages on shelves. According to an individual working in the field, due to a large-scale failure, factories cannot accept tanks with alcohol and customers, stores and distributors cannot receive finished products, even those that have already been delivered to them. Many factories have decided to halt shipments to warehouses completely and subsequently cut their production rate as they are overflowing with products which remain undelivered and cannot take any more. According to the original article, the associated websites are listed as targets on Ukraine's IT Army Telegram channel, so there's a good chance that they are behind these attacks. Ukraine's IT Army is a special type of cyber force which enlists volunteers from around the globe, uniting them under the common goal of launching retaliatory cyber attacks against key Russian entities. The formation of this otherwise illegal task force was announced by Ukraine's government officials in February 2022 and has remained active on the cyber front line since then. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast. Please don't hesitate to contact us should you wish to discuss any of the items outlined here. And thank you very much for listening.